I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jason Munz is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. You can follow him on Twitter on X at Munzley. He joins us each and every Monday on the program. Munz, what are we listening to? Jeffrey, this is uh, My Bloody Valentine. Mm, That is a name I've not heard in a decade plus. Yeah, it's uh, it's a song called New You. Mm, okay. Are we getting Arcade Fire next week? <laughs> no, come on. Don't put the don't put the two together. My Bloody Valentine is a little more emo. Is it's a le- it's a legendary outfit. They've put out like 3 albums in the last 30 years. Like they they hardly ever release music and it's always great when they do. Well, we appreciate you enlightening the audience. Um, there you go. My bloody Valentine. I guess let's start here. For you, what was the more significant development this weekend? The the Malcolm Dandridge news or what we watched on the floor? Well, I think that's two different discussions, really. I mean, you got the, the short term yeah. and the long term. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously in the short term, uh, Beating Florida Atlantic um, is is obviously uh, huge news uh, for the for the short term, and then obviously the whatever whatever is going on and whatever might come of the um, internal information gathering and review that the university and the athletic department is having to do with regard to Malcolm Dandridge's eligibility status, um, that could be very significant as well. We don't, you know, obviously we don't know uh, how, how far that's going to go or not, but um, anyway, no, I, I think, I think they were both equally significant just in different ways. Yeah, that's probably, that's uh, that's a good way of putting it short term and long term. Um, Let's start. Why don't we? Why don't we start long term and then go short term? So long term, with this Dandridge thing, um, I guess. What? How? Like? What in your mind do you think is the are the likely outcomes of this? You know, like how do how do you see this play? What are the what are the possibilities here? You know, not good or bad. I don't. You know, I. You know, like, how does this play out in your mind? One Are you way? asking for best case, worst case? Yeah, best case, worst case. Just like all the different scenarios at play here. What do you think they are? Not not which one you think it's going to end up with, you know, because ultimately, who knows? We don't know. You know, as Penny said yesterday, like, you're waiting on, no one really knows that has any real 
um, information other than, you know, there's been reporting done that suggests it's, you know, it's these are allegations related to academic misconduct of some kind. Um, but what are the what are the potential outcomes at play here in your mind? I mean, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I mean, like I could see a scenario where this is, you know, exactly what we kind of already know, where it's just Malcolm Dandridge and um, his academic eligibility status. Um, or, you know, his eligibility status because of something that happened regarding academics. That much we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it could just simply be limited to that. It could, like, there's a scenario where um, even that is something that can be, that gets ironed out and nothing, and nothing comes of it. Like, we we don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, so, so that is a possibility. It's a possibility that something wrong was done, um, something against, uh, you know, standards and ethics and rules and all that stuff. Like, like, and, and but but it's only limited to Malcolm Dandridge. But, um, you know, if with anything, I mean, we learned this with the James Wiseman situation when when investigations happen. A lot of times there's the chance that it's not just, you know, that other stuff is uncovered um, when you start really going through the, the, the weeds. Um, I, I know, you know, you and I have many discussions uh, during the whole James Wise and IARP thing is that, that, you know, and this isn't an NCAA matter as we sit here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is strictly a school and athletic department situation. Um, but you know, you and I had many conversations where it was like when the NCAA starts looking into something, you know, they're not just going to look into what one specific thing, they're going to also start digging around and, and, and looking at other things. And I guess it's possible that, that, that is, uh, that's what could happen here. If the, if the university, you know, throughout the course of its investigation, if it finds other stuff, then, then. You know, it could get it could get really ugly. It could get really nasty. Yeah. Um, so we just don't know. Yeah. No, it's interesting. So I found this is just one case, but 2019. This is the headline from the NCA: Mississippi State tutor committed academic misconduct to aid 11 student athletes, and it was 10 football players at Mississippi State and a men's basketball player at Mississippi State. And this, in this case, it was a tutor who completed multiple assignments, exams, and in some cases nearly the entire course for the athletes. And this was at Mississippi State again. This was in 2019. And Mississippi State did a negotiated resolution process with the NCAA, which essentially means they self-reported it and they went through a process together negotiating what what the punishment was. And um, the tutor refused to participate in that process, by the way, Um, because... that tutor had been fired. And the, the penalties, again, it was like, you know, I would, they, they were not significant. They were akin to, you know, a slap, you know, a little more than a slap on the wrist, but not anything really damaging to those programs. It was like a reduction of a couple scholarships, um, loss of some visits, um, vacation. Now, this would be interesting, vacation of, you know, vacating the games in which these players were ineligible. Um, and... Um, 
you know, that, that those were kind of the major things. And then this was interesting because this is, I think, important in all this. They got three years of probation. And what I'm interested in from Memphis's perspective and all this is they are currently on probation from the recruiting mm-hmm. violations um, of last year that were, you know, Penny Hardaway served the three-game suspension to begin this year. They also, as part of that, are on probation right now. So how does that all, you know, like if you – because like I said at the top, like – Ultimately, they find anything they're gonna at this point because public like they're gonna have to self-report this stuff to the NCA. Like it could it, like if there's anything here, it's gonna become a matter the NCA is gonna look at at some you know at some point. And so that to me is the part that's interesting. On this like as a first time, if this was like a if the probation wasn't involved, there wouldn't be anything. I don't think there's that much to worry about when you hear those types of penalties. Like yes, that's not great. But it's not like damaging to those to the program. In I any way. also right. think they were trying to get off of Moorhead at the time. Gotcha. So um, they cooperated I, a lot. Yeah, and I think Howland made it another year. But remember, they end up moving off Howland too. Maybe I. All I know is that those don't sound that bad. It's just the probation part that makes it a little tricky. Um, ultimately, you know, we'll see um, what happens. There's long term, like you said. Uh, you know, there's going to be something to come out of this um, in terms of whether he's exonerated or like at this point, because they've now made it, you know, like he had to sit out like he's either, either he's exonerated, they find something or it's bigger. To me, those are the kind of three things you're you're you know, you want and obviously exonerated is the ideal scenario for Memphis. Um, I think, you know, and then the other two get tricky. Um, and so um, it will be interesting. All right. Short term. Mons, what do you think? I mean, Penny says they'll be in the conversation if they win out. Do you believe that? If they win out and they say go to the AAC championship game, it's that's what I'm that's what I'm inferring from what Penny's saying. He thinks they'll be back in the conversation. I looked at, for instance, John Gassaway's bubble watch today. They're not even in the work to do. Like he's not even listing Memphis yeah. in his bubble watch even after yesterday. They're not even a work to do uh, team in the league. For the ACs, all he has is Florida Atlantic as should be in in his category. They're not locked, but he says should be in. What do you make of the situation for Memphis heading into these final three games after yesterday's win? So I think there still probably is a lot of – I mean, obviously there's a ton of work to do. and and but But if we're talking about winning the next three games, one of them being quad one on the road – and we're talking about, I mean, to me, if they win the next three games, they're a top four seed in the AAC tournament. They're probably going to be a top four seed in the AAC tournament, which means to get to the championship game, they have to win two games instead of three. Um, so that would mean that they go, that they pick up five more wins, and, and at least one of them is going to be quad one. That means you're probably going into selection Sunday with, what, five quad one wins, I think? Um, if VCU, uh, it would be, it'd probably be four quad ones if VCU, uh, if VCU stays top 75 in the net. But, um, I do believe that if they win Thursday at East Carolina, win Sunday at home against UAB, then go to Boca and beat FAU and then get the double by, win two games to get to Sunday the championship game, the AAC tournament, I find it very difficult to believe that they're not going to at least be in the conversation for an at-large bid. Um, 
just I would be very surprised if if they don't miraculously start rising up on that on that bubble by by the time we get to whatever it would be March 13th or March 12th or whatever it would be uh, 14th. Um, I, I think that he's probably correct in that. Now, whether or not all of that actually happens, you know, don't know yet. Yeah, so like I'm trying to look at it. So if you look at the standings, you need. So if you win out, what that puts you at twelve and six, correct? Yes, that means so, if you win out, you're twelve and six, and you will have beaten Florida Atlantic one more time and UAB. So you'd have a head-to-head with FAU, but FAU could still be ahead of you in the standings by yep. a full game. Yep. Then you're going to get into this pack of UAB SMU, where you've in that in that scenario we would have said you would have split with both. Then mm-hmm. I presume it comes into what is everyone's record against one another, and SMU. No, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The record. It's the record against the teams ahead of you in the standings. So, yeah, that's that's it's. So you start at the top. It would be if you're if there's a three way tie for fourth. Then it'd be like your record versus USF, maybe your record correct. versus FAU. So you might be in good shade at that point because you'd be two and one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there is also a scenario where you're like you're having to play like SMU in the quarterfinals, which would be a really tough game in the quarterfinals of the AAC tournament, right? Like, I think SMU is one of the three. I, I still, I'm not. I mean, I think you ha- I think well, you'd actually be okay because SMU. SMU has lost back-to-back games against FAU and USF, and they oh, so, so and they they don't play each other. But you again. could still it could, could still be a four-five game. You could still like they could yeah. be the five seed, and you could be the four seed playing them in the quarterfinals. That would be you know that'd be a tough game. We saw. I mean SMU you know SMU kicked their butt in Dallas, and they yeah, needed a buzzer beater by Javon Quinterly to win here in Memphis. That might actually work though in your favor because, because it's a it's a good be another quad one. So maybe you just want that game, and no matter if you get that, because then you'd play that game, and then you'd potentially play USF in the semis and FAU in the in the finals. That would give you two quad one games. Yeah, in the tournament. So, but my potential. So, my question, my question to you would be: Would it be a tough game? Because it like if it was played last Sunday, yeah, obviously it was an incredibly tough game. But if it had been played this Sunday. I uh, think as, at Moody Coliseum, I don't know that it would have been a tough. I just, I, I just the think way Memphis played this yesterday. I just think getting one of the three best teams in the quarterfinals is like that's a tough game. Like you know what I mean? Like you're ultimately probably getting, I mean, one of the four best teams in the league in the quarterfinals. That's a tough matchup to me. I agree. Yeah, you know? Sure. Like in theory, yes. But my point is, what we saw against Charlotte and FAU, the way Memphis played against both of those teams, like. If they continue to play that way or better, like I personally, I think we're starting to see some some really clear signs mm-hmm. of this Memphis Tigers basketball yeah. team sort of turning a corner yeah. um, with Naquan Tomlin emerging as a as a top three guy um, with uh, uh, Jaquan Walton seeming like he's you know been resurrected from the depths of God knows what, like he's been a different guy the last week. Um, and, and, you know, I pointed this out on Twitter, like there was a play 
in the second half yesterday where Quinterly's working off a ball screen uh, up around the top of the key and Jaden Hardaway is in the corner. And as soon as Quinterly rounds the ball screen, Jaden flashes the most subtle of hand signals and it they were both like as soon as he flashed his hand, he broke towards the goal. Quinterly dribbled once, hit him with a skip pass and step, reverse layup. And, and I say all that to say, like, yeah, it was great. And, and I say all that to say, though, that's the sign of a, of, of a bunch of players who are starting to get a very good feel for one another. They're st- like, if they're communicating non-verbally that way, and it and it and it's working to perfection the way it did, you know. Like a lot of the, that was one of their biggest problems all season is that they they could not get on the same page, and that to me is a uh, uh, just a, a perfect example of of you know two guys who were exactly in lockstep with one another at the same moment, and if that is something that we're going to start seeing more and more of. Well, look out. That's, I mean, like this team's going to be really hard to beat if uh, that's the case. Of these next two games at ECU, UAB at home, what worries you more? The road, the road trap game against ECU on the road, but against a you know, one of the bottom tier teams and coming off a bad loss to Rice or home game against UAB. Better team, team you're competing with for a bye in the first round of the AAC tournament, team that beat you in Birmingham. Um, and a better team within the league, but it's at home and it's senior day. What 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 game concerns you more? UAB probably worries me more. Uh, I mean, I know East Carolina is pesky, and um, you're on the road, and that's tough. And, and on the road, especially East Carolina is tough. But um, I, I look at UAB more as a trap game than uh, East Carolina, simply because you know you you presumably you've beaten East Carolina, you're really starting to feel yourself. And, you know, you think because maybe, maybe this is just me speculating. Maybe you think because you're at home and because it, you know, you're, you're feeling good about that because it's senior day, you, you may have, you may be thinking about different things as opposed to the game um, itself. And, and then of course the next game is on the road at Florida Atlantic in the season regular season finale, just feels like UAB might be a little bit more of the trap game than than East Carolina. So, and and plus, again, as you pointed out, UAB uh, has beaten this Memphis team by twenty already this season. I know it was in Birmingham, but um, uh, like UAB's got, you know, like yes, FAU had the seven-footer, like, RoboCop guy, uh, you know, like, like and, and, you, and you managed to beat him. But UAB, with that, that Yaxa Linderborg, like, he's really, really good. Um, and they've got, they've got the personnel, the type of personnel that, that I think matches up well against Memphis. And so, um, yeah, no, the, the two, the, of, of the two, UAB probably worries me more. Buns, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Jason. Okay, thanks, y'all. Yeah, I think final thought on that before we, we get into break. At a certain point, like, if you're trying to prove that you're an NCAA tournament team... You just got to take care of business. Y- well, you've got to go to ECU and win. 
Yeah. You just got to take care of business. Like, if you, if you want to... Yeah, if you want to keep talking about it, like ultimately yeah, that's yeah, just, what, so, just well, what you got to do. It always boils down to me, like at a certain point, you have to show that you're a tournament team, and they haven't. You know, I guess yesterday was close to it, but like you've done work that has put you behind the eight ball. Yeah, like, if your case is going to be like you got to go win those two games, like that's uh, just kind of the way that I look at it. Yeah. All right, program is brought to you by Memphis's number one spot for virtual golf. It's Birdies. It's located in the historic South Main District of downtown at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies has three golf simulators, a virtual putting course, as well as a full-service bar and a great menu. Wedding season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for a wedding activity, Birdies makes a great spot. If you want to keep the bachelor party in town, Birdies makes a great spot for that great place to go hang out with your boys. Also, if you're maybe thinking about something to do during wedding weekend, Maybe after the rehearsal dinner, maybe after the reception. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 